We are the Love Jays, and you're listening to Married Millennials. A conversation about being young, in love, and navigating life one student loan payment at a time. I'm Joy. I'm Justin. Let's get to it. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to episode 95 of Married Millennials. First and foremost, I'd like to wish my husband a very happy birthday week. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Yes. Thank you very much. Yes, I'm turning 29 on Friday. It is the birthday week, so I just need to have a great week of productivity, of excitement, of fun, all of that, all of that goodness. I love that productivity was part of your yes. exciting well, that, birthday week. That's what that <laughs> that that makes product. me. That moves me. That's what I enjoy. No, I does. enjoy being productive. Being unproductive is not fun for me. It doesn't promote a healthy living within myself. Have you ever experienced feeling productive by being unproductive? Like you discover something else or you kind of dive into a different kind of project that you didn't see coming because you allowed yourself to have a lull? Oh, that's a good question. I haven't really thought about that before. <laughs> <laughs> so that would be an O. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think so. I think I, I most of the time... It's do, not how you work. Yeah, yeah. I, I do things with intent. And there are times where I'll get things done or go on a bender and something will pop up. And I'm like, okay, maybe I do move down that hole. But for the most part, with my productivity, I try to do things very consciously. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't... I'm sure there have been moments of which you're when detailing that, now yeah. where I've had it, but I, nothing's coming to my head immediately. That's, I think that's probably the difficult part of being a creative because we do have those moments of inspiration. So when you get to the point, because you can't be completely dependent on that. So when you get to the point where you have to kind of muster up more of what you have naturally, having intent and just going after exactly what you want to do, it's very difficult because you're looking for your muse and your muse is just like, I showed up once, you figure it out from here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, so I, I, like, to, I, like, to, I like to just get things done intentionally and move, which is nice and enjoyable. So I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to do for my birthday haven't figured it out. I do know what I'm going to do on Saturday. Again, my birthday's on Friday. And Saturday, I'm going to have some people over and just talk about life. So I got to send that out so yeah. everyone can plan You're not going to just talk about life. No, we're not going to just talk about yeah. life. It's going to be an action-driven day or a few hours where we're just going to get together and talk about things we want to accomplish. Basically, I just want to create a, a safe space where people can... Just talk about what they're going through, what they need help with. You know, I always think it's important to, to have a village. It takes a village to, to get to where you want to go and you need mm. your friends and you need supporters to help carry you along your journey. And it's not often where we have these safe spaces where we can just come and talk about what's going on, what we, new projects that we really want to work on. or mm-hmm. and It may not even be entrepreneurial in nature at all. It could be a internal struggle that somebody's going through and someone else in that room has accomplished or not accomplished, but has overcome that feat and they can offer some advice to this particular person who's looking, who's dealing with with a particular issue. So that's all I I really want to do. I just want to create a safe space for friends to just come together and and talk it out because it, it makes a big difference. I had a friend in town from Atlanta this weekend and and hung out with them and he was in town with a few of his friends from Atlanta and New York 
And we were just sitting there having a conversation. It was, what, six black men and a, and a, and a young black woman. And we were just having really, really good conversation. I was like, see, this is what, this is what fuels me. You know, we can be talking about anything in the world. And they were getting ready to go out and have a good night. But just to be able to sit there and talk about race relations, politics, financing, investments, grad school, things that we can do better as a community. It was just nice to just sit there on the couch on a Friday at you know, 5 o'clock in the afternoon, 6 o'clock in the afternoon, and talk about real life. Yeah. And that's what fuels me. That's what brings me joy. And that's how I want to celebrate my birthday in that same fashion is, is being able to, to spark these conversations and, and get ideas moving. I think that that's wonderful. Do you remember when I used to host those ladies' brunch yes. brunches? So that was the whole concept behind that as well. The problem is these brunches always had bottomless mimosas. So we very rarely got to the nitty-gritty because we were, I mean, blasted by the time, you know, it was time to really talk about stuff. You get all your food, you have your drinks, and then... You don't really want to have, or yeah, you don't really want to have a life talk at that point. You just want to have yeah, a good you, time. You, you start having fun. Yes. It's like, okay, exactly. we came in here with the intent to be serious and grow. But I will say, those conversations are fun for me they're, they're, because they're actual fuel. They're, they're soul fuel, not soul food, soul fuel. I like that. Soul yeah. fuel. Yeah. They do. They make a, they make a big difference. Like you, need that, you need that spark, that unplugging, that motivation. Yeah. And more importantly, you just need to talk it out. Yes. Like you, you just need people to you, you need a space where you can just release it and and say what you need to say and and, and you know, just the other day the one of the gentlemen from the company I used to work for you know, reached out to me and was checking in to see how I was doing and it caught me by surprise because I I had I've been going through the whole release of my emotions and processing it all mm-hmm. and I've I've released the majority of my anger and frustration and resentment about the situation but I was able to let him know how I felt in a respectful way but it it, it gave me my final release mm-hmm. and it's and just in case if I was still holding on to something I, I was able to let them know directly how I felt right. and that I was not upset anymore. I was not angry. I understand the reasons behind what they did. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I was able to, to say it to them mm-hmm. gave me the final release. Like, okay, you know, I, can, I can move forward and, and, and go on about what I'm, what I'm trying to achieve. But you, you need that. You, know, you need that to be able to just release what's, what's on, our, our, on our chest, our mind, our heart, our soul. I wholeheartedly agree. I'm not a fan of keeping anything in. I think that's kind of been my greatest strength and weakness. I, you're going to know how I feel. Yeah. Not, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And see, you'll know how I feel solely by my face. Yes. But I have not been one that's always writing things down. And I tell you, since I started journaling at the beginning of this year, it has really made a difference. It opens a doorway. It really does. Because the thing is that you communicate with your... Really, it's you having a conversation with yourself and you expressing things in a very... In a thought out way, right? So then when somebody asks you, how are you feeling? You know exactly how you're feeling because you wrote it. Yeah, and then it gets you... It unlocks emotions, as you said, that that you didn't know you were feeling Mm -hmm. and allows you to just recap your day and say, okay... I'm still working through these emotions, and it's okay that I'm working through these Heck emotions. Yeah. But it's a there's a, a safe space that allows me to get this 
emotion off my chest and put it onto paper. Right. It's it's been amazing. The fact that it took me almost twenty nine years to start journaling when Joy has been telling me probably since I was nineteen or twenty, I you should start journaling. But everyone has to get there in their own time. Yeah. And we and we understand that and I'm finally here. Doesn't it make you just want to listen to me more? No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> it, it does not. Because we always say you you do have great ideas and great suggestions and no, but we you were have just to talking, do it on your We were own. just talking yesterday outside. I said, the thing for me is I'm open to most things. You I'm, are, I'm yeah. very open. I'm not closed off to, to ideas, but I want to get there You don't want to be forced I get into there. anything. Anytime yeah. someone forces upon me their will, I, I, it's not even a shutdown. It's irritation, upset, frustration. You do not impose yourself on me. I'm that way as well. I don't enjoy it. Yeah, I, joy gets imposing when it comes to me. And that's where the resistance comes. I in. The resistance try, comes. I'm in. trying to like gently suggest is where I am. No, you've gotten better at the gently suggesting. Yeah. Before you would impose. Yeah, but we were young. We were young. Now, but you, so it's but it's the same for me. By the way, that's why when you say like, "Oh, you're so rebellious," it's because you try to tell me what to do, and I'm instantly like, "I'm going to do the exact." <laughs> opposite and not because i'm trying to be inconsiderate it's just like a thing inside of me that's like don't listen do the opposite of what he has yeah and then i have to fight that to be a respectful wife <laughs> so i guess we have our own forms it's of resistance the same, it's the same exact thing just manifests it, it manifests itself exactly, differently exactly exactly on the topic of journaling, we released our fifth weekly wellness newsletter, and we promised to share with you through January. And since this, the end of the week is February, this will be the last time we'll be sharing on the podcast. Which means you got to subscribe to the weekly wellness newsletter. How do you subscribe <laughs> to it? Go to our Twitter page. It's pinned at the top, at the yeah. Love Jays on Twitter. It's also pinned there. You can also go to our website, lovejays.com, and subscribe to our main newsletter, and yeah. we will manually add you to the weekly, weekly wellness newsletter. So those are the two ways, but this is the last time we're going to tell you last what time. the challenge is. Granted, we'll probably end up mentioning it because, again, these challenges are challenging. Correct. <laughs> and, I mean, they're not a struggle for us, but they're, they're, they're fun. So we did our planks. So part of the, the challenge the last week was to sit somewhere different, which we did, by the way. And I had a fun time doing it. And I found that I was kind of doing it automatically without having to be intentional about it. So that was cool. Well, that was nice. And in the yeah. challenge, I found out that I'm working from home right now. And I realized that the chairs I'm sitting in and our dining room table literally throw my back completely out of whack. Yeah. So I was foam rolling my life away the last four days. And I was like, ah, I think it's these chairs yeah, that are there. making my back spasm and go nuts. So through this challenge, I was able to discover that that's not going to work. Right. Working from those chairs. Now you know. And the physical challenge last week was a plank. Our plank was two minutes and 15 seconds because we had to add on 30 additional seconds to what we were already doing. And when I tell you my stomach, everything hurt. It hurts everything. My legs, my my shoulders, my abs, my obliques. Well, it's part of my abs. But... Oh it's rough. The, so we typically do a minute and 45. And when we get to the 120 mark, that's, that's my point in my head where I'm like, okay, I can start to feel the plank. And I was, I was telling my mom, and I was like, yeah, I just get to that 120 mark and, and it gets tough. And sure enough, I was doing the plank right after I told her and I look up at the stopwatch and it's exactly a minute and 20 seconds. I was like, man, I got 55 more seconds. And you know when something starts to become painful and you know exactly how much time you have and you're trying to pass that time away and you sneak in a, another look hoping 30 seconds went by, but it was only eight seconds. Yep. And you're like, okay, I know breathe exactly through this. That feeling. We're going to get there. We're going to yep. get there. But it is, it is tough. And there are people out here who do three minutes, 
four-minute, five-minute plank. I used to be able to do a four-minute plank. That sounds crazy. And I'm I shaking at two minutes. Confused minute. now because I'm like, was I? I mean, was I that strong? That much stronger? You were also I'm, lighter. Your body has significantly hey, changed. Hey, hey, hey! What you trying to say? You were dancing seven but days I was, a week. No, I was doing that post college. Oh, okay. We were in this place when I did the last time I did a, a four-minute plank. We lived here. Okay. Well, your body has still changed. Give yourself it some is. credit. Yeah, now I got some women. I'm not saying you're, oh, you're now. out here gaining significant weight. No, Come I know. on, stop. I'm playing with you. I'm playing with no, you. I like you're how you're backtracking, though. Yeah, because no, I'm not, you I know, know the sensitivity when it comes to women and weight. No. Ooh, baby. Do not walk into this right now. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm going to let you. I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you go. That That is not a negative statement. <laughs> it I, is not. I understand. A, it's a it, generalization, though. Okay. Okay. So... <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be no, quiet. but I genuinely want to say this too: is that I've come to the point where I really love my body. Genuinely, I've been looking at my body, being like, you know what? I fuck with you. You're good. You're cute. You're yeah. cute. <laughs> how, how did, I, I can't believe you know whatever. <laughs> I, I am very conscious of, of what I say. You and, really, and you I, have been doing such a good job. But I'm I, didn't, not I, being, I didn't say anything wrong. I, you, baby. I said there is a sensitivity when it come when you mention weight. In regards with women, I know that is a sensitive topic, even amongst women. So you don't think you, so? You think it's okay to talk about weight with men? They're not sensitive about it. Yes, men are sensitive it's, about it. Okay. There's, there's a self conscious that that goes about it. Okay. So do you see what you did there? Then uh, I, <laughs> I digress. Listen, I make one comment. We're all human. You're allowed to make one comment, and that's why I said I let it go. I made one comment and then let it go, and then you decided to revisit it because you were feeling some type of way. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to work through it. Saying was that really? Was that really? It a- wasn't awful, but it was a generalization. That's all. Okay. It's like you, it'd be like saying like, well, I mean, you know how black people are with watermelon. And then it's just like, what? <laughs> like, mm. nah, I, okay. I'm not even going to, I'm not going to walk down the rabbit hole. That's, I'll, I'll let that's, you, no. That's drastic. Exactly. That's drastic. I'm not even going to walk down but the, the rabbit I hole. But you know, I get very, I, I can't just have a solid example. It's no, extreme. you're you're always ridiculous. Yes. And this is always you being extreme. ridiculous. So yes. carry on. I shall carry on. So this week's challenge is to write down your dream job. A lot of us work jobs jobs that aren't necessarily what we are here to do. And I think that all of us have a spark inside of us. And that spark is your, supposed to be your contribution to society. And it might not even be, you might be able to work a nine to five or whatever job you're comp- currently in and fulfill your purpose. But I just want you to think about what it is that you really want to do and take a step, just one step to getting there. So that could be, you know, creating a business name, designing a logo for yourself, even if it's just with a pen, you know, pen and paper, or you can create a business card with your your desired title on it. Have fun with it. And if your dream job already exists, I simply ask that you apply for it and find an open position. It doesn't matter where it is. If you live in, you know, Idaho and the job is in Oregon, just apply. You never know. 
And this is the first challenge that I won't necessarily have to actively work on, seeing that I am currently working on it, actively doing my dream job, walking in my purpose, and working towards becoming a full time public speaker. And every single day, I will be committing to this, and I have been committing to this for the past few weeks. So I was like, "Hey, (laughs) I got this! I can just complete every single week because I am anal." If you guys missed, I do have a spreadsheet that's charting my progress with all of these weekly wellness challenges. But I want to say if you're already doing something towards a a challenge that I put out there, challenge yourself the extra mile. So if you're already doing all these things, what's one more thing you can do that maybe you weren't comfortable doing yet? So maybe it's booking something or speaking to somebody about booking something additional because I know you already have you already have some stuff in the works. You're you're doing really well. Justin is, so he was talking about his productivity (laughs) and he's crazy productive a friend of ours said this weekend justin did more in january than i did the entire summer like that's just (laughs) that's how that's how you are that's how you are and it's wonderful and i'm like i said i'm very happy to have you on my team (laughs) very happy we all have we all have our strengths we all have our weaknesses they you have the same friend who said i got more done in a week than he got all summer is also the same friend who knows how to have fun in every situation and doesn't get quickly annoyed. Yeah. So there's, there, it, there's balances there that, that work and, and his approach works for him at, at times. My approach works better in certain situations at times. So I, I appreciate the compliment. I will take it. Thank <laughs> you. But know that there are other people who also have strengths as well. So anyway, that's the challenge. Go for it. If you want to give us some feedback about your dream job and if you feel like we can help you attain something, send us an email. We're happy to help. Justin and I want to be of service to our listeners, to just our listeners, friends, whoever. Obviously, you know, send them the podcast, have them subscribe, write a review, all that. <laughs> but we, we will also just help because we want to. So Yes, and most importantly, spread the news with this yeah. weekly wellness newsletter. We've received a lot of good feedback from people who are actively participating in the physical challenge as well as yeah. the wellness challenge throughout the week. And we just want people to be blessed by this newsletter. Joy does an unbelievable job every week putting real thought behind these challenges and finding ways to improve everyone's life. I was just telling our friend, he was having like, man, I need to do, I need to get better at this. I say, man, you just need to read the wellness newsletter. (laughs) Like I literally told him that as a year, you're trying to accomplish all these things in your head. There is a resource that is available right now and you know the person who's doing it. I said, just read your email and then actively apply what she's she's telling you to do. So let people know, spread the community, spread the love. Wellness is needed by everyone, regardless if you think you have everything Mm -hmm. put out and planned together. And if you probably think you're that person, I'm going to challenge you that you don't have everything together because you probably just have some blind spots that you're ignoring because we're human and we're all flawed and we can always do better. So spread the love. Tell everyone to subscribe. Again, you can go to lovejays.com. Subscribe to our newsletter right there on the homepage if you scroll down a little bit. And additionally, you can go to our Twitter page, at the Love Jays, and you will see the tweet pinned at the top of our page. And I wanted to add one more thing. We also recommend a book every month on the weekly wellness newsletter. And this month's book was You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. And I just cannot stress enough how much everyone should read this book. It is all stuff you know but needed to be reminded of. So go ahead, pick that up. Let your life be transformed and changed and just enjoy. I'm currently finishing the book now because I do want to finish it before February comes, and that's this Thursday. So I'm, I'm powering through the book now. And the theme 
throughout the book and what I've seen just over these first few weeks of getting things done is just getting out there and do it. Nike got it so right, right. with just their with their it. slogan of just do it. And I, for the first time, really understand that is the biggest ingredient and the biggest separator from people who are living in their purpose and people who are not. Mm-hmm. They took a chance and just decided to actually do. Yeah. And the same conversation I was having with my friend, I was like, man, you, we're paying a lot of lip service. Mm-hmm. We're saying a lot of things that we want to get better, but we just have to make a point to actually do what you're saying. And I have been so guilty of this for so long, saying yeah. I've wanted to journal, say I wanted to go to the gym. It took me how many years after college to, to go back to the gym? Six years. It took me 10 years to start journaling. <laughs> all, of, all of these things that I've said I've wanted to do, the difference was I just actively made a decision that I was going to do it. And it is the easiest and most difficult thing that you will ever do in your life is to just decide that you're going to do something. And not just mentally decide, put that taking it from a a, a place of of mental preparation and putting it into physical action. Yeah. It is so simple yet extremely, extremely difficult because I am a walking example of it. And I still have things that are on my to-do list. And I'm like, ooh, I need to do this. I need to do this. But I want to say that's because we have so many distractions. If all you had to do were the things that you wanted to do, of course you would do them. But it takes you having intent outside of your daily responsibilities, especially if you have a full-time job. It takes you saying like, you know what? Yes, I have to do this, but I'm going to have to do what I really want to do too, instead of going home and watching TV or going to go have another drink at the bar or, you know, just you have to you have to figure out when to get those things in. I think that's really the challenge that people have. Not that it's not getting it from your head to action. It's getting it from your head, navigating around your schedule and saying, I- I'm going to do this. It's not that it's hard to do. It's hard to take make the time to do it. For sure, yeah. but, but that, that is still a part of the action is, yeah. is finding yeah, right. and, and putting it in time. But I do agree, scheduling it is yeah. is too one of the hardest. But things. that's the other thing. Don't like that's where Nike is right again. Just do it. Just do it. If you're and, sitting there and you're not doing anything else other than just vegging out, which I love to do, I, I'm a I'm a fan of vegging. You are. I, I am, and I need it, but I also need to do less of that and more of what I'd actually like to do. So so it's a good book. Make sure you guys yeah. pick it up. If you have not finished that book, that is the challenge. And then there's a new book in February that we will not tell you because you need to read a newsletter to find out what book that is. I'm dying to tell you all about an experience I had just yesterday, and I'm still kind of piecing it together. So many of you remember in October, I went to go see a medium. And it's something that I had kind of been wanting to do for a long time. And just the signs lined up for me to be there. I can't remember if I mentioned on the show, but it was literally, I walked into the shop and I was looking around like, oh, you know, like I was really looking at crystals, but I wasn't. I was curious about the medium the entire time. So I walked up to the desk to ask about it. And on the sign-in sheet was the name Joy. But it wasn't written or anything. It was some kind of laminate something. It wasn't a sticker. And it was the only thing like that there. And it was at the top of the sign up. It said joy. So I said, okay, I guess this is a sign. I'm just going to go ahead and do the reading. And the reading went really well. And I, again, I think it was a pivotal moment in my life because it just confirmed a lot of things that I was already, uh, things I already kind of knew. 
So I've gone down the rabbit hole in the world of spirituality because I do, I just think that there's so much more to the world than we pay attention to. And I think some of that is by design, but I do think that some people are meant to pay a little bit more attention than others in some ways. And while Jesus is still my homeboy and always will be, no one needs to worry about that. I do, again, I I think that I view these things as supplemental. So through all this research, I came across past life regression and I just, I mean, crazy curious about it. And I felt a lot more confident going into it than I did the reading with the medium because I was like, well, I already had this experience and that's a lot less weird because you're just kind of going, well, it's not less weird. Now that I think <laughs> of it, it's not less weird. But, but I'm a little bit more desensitized. But you're just kind of going to see a past version of yourself. And I think I had my doubts uh, I wasn't skeptical, but I was just kind of like, this might not work for me. Yeah, it works for other people, but maybe, you know, I won't be able to go under hypnosis in the same way. And after seeing Get Out, it's like, do I want to allow myself to be hypnotized? So just to be clear, a past, so those who aren't familiar, a past life regression is visiting yourself in a past life. For those who are not aware. Kind of. Well, it's not like you're visiting yourself. Like you have a conversation with yourself. It's not that you get to, you either witness what's happening from outside of the experience or you're in the experience witnessing it. And mine was kind of a back and forth. It was very interesting. Like parts of it, I was me in the past and other parts I was watching. It was, I mean, a gnarly experience. And the thing is, when you're going through it, because I was still aware that I was in this office under hyp- hypnosis, but I was also genuinely <laughs> somewhere else. And the thing is, the life that I visited was so simple. I mean, incredibly simple. Not anything that I would have made up. I Yeah, I wouldn't have made this up. And just to, <laughs> just to know some details. And while I was in it, I was like, am I, like, is this real? Or am I just like saying stuff? Because the thing is like, you're just, you're talking. And you're really kind of searching because they prompt you. So you're looking, you kind of go back and forth through the timeline and you're looking for stuff. Like at one point she asked you to look around a room and I had a horse figurine and like a twin bed with a country kind of cover and I was looking out the window to my dad and who's my dad in that lifetime like definitely not my dad now <laughs> and like for sure not and then you know there was forest we had trees everywhere it was very lush and again not something and who I was and my life so basically my life was it felt like it was more of the 40s and my life was at home. I spent a lot of my time at home, which kind of makes sense too, actually, now that I'm thinking about it because I am a bit of a homebody. And I I helped my mom around the house and I was the oldest sibling. So yeah, I helped my mom around the house and I helped take care of my my younger siblings. And she asked me, you know, what do you do? And I helped my mom with the baking. I saw me helping her with rolls. I helped her with the baking. And then uh, specifically bathing the other kids at night, you know, just to get them clean. <laughs> so that, and again, that is not a life that I would have made up. I would have been like, oh, I was a superstar <laughs> in, in 1930s Hollywood, you know, 1939. 
And it's just not what happened. Also, there was a, a point in time where I was, I snuck out and I was kissing on this boy, this boy down the road. And she asked me, she said, do you know who this boy is? And I said, it's my husband. So Justin was in my past life and we were, we were lovers. Lovers, we were you teenage. Went from, you know, it was a teenage. How do you love define affair. that? Oh, you're kissing and we're lovers. Yes. I think that's an extreme. No, no, no. You were my boyfriend because I said you were my boyfriend because I and she said that she said, "Oh, he's your boyfriend now" because we were just kissing. And then I said I was because she was asking me questions, and I really just kind of loved my life. I was very happy. It was a very simple life. I was at home with my family a lot. I had horses, and it, but in the end, I did. I passed away young. I was young when I died. My so now my theory is that Justin and I just kind of picked up where we left off because I met you at seventeen and I have the feeling I died between fifteen and seventeen. It's feeling more like a seventeen. I think the memories started at fifteen, but I think I got just a little older. But I definitely didn't make it to adulthood. And I know that this all sounds strange. <laughs> I'm aware that this sounds insane, but it's it's an experience that I had and it was completely gnarly and wonderful and I just want to go visit all my past lives now. And yeah, it was really awesome. But I, And I get why people probably are like, that's not real. But again, that it was real. It happened. How did this whole experience make you feel? Did it confirm or deny anything that you had already experienced? It made me feel a lot lighter because part of it too, I don't know how much do you know about like your higher self? I, okay. So so basically <laughs> you connect with your higher self which is basically just like the soul you, right? It's you without the human baggage. It's just who you are on the inside. The essence of you if you will. And when I tell you I am the happiest soul that ever lived, like I am genuinely a very happy soul. Like just pure joy. Like if Hence you your could, name. Yes. If you could bottle me, me up and label it, it would actually be called joy. Yeah. It was just, I, I mean, a wonderful experience. And again, a lot of confirmation. And then at the end, you kind of, you speak with your spirit guides. And that was also very, very healing because you, I was allowed to let go of, leftover trauma from past lives. And again, I am aware that this sounds <laughs> insane, but it's true and it's wonderful. And just things that I've said to you over our lives together thus far that you wouldn't necessarily know were explained. And I've always said these things before I even learned about this stuff. So it's just really, it's been a really cool experience and I'm just I'm excited I'm really excited you briefly touched on I, I want to dive into the religion part versus spirituality you talked about you know Jesus is your homeboy will yes. always be your homeboy and don't worry about that yes and for those who are Christian out there and those who believe in God there is definitely a conflict when it comes to spirituality and moving and seeking knowledge yeah. in this world. Right. So what have how are you balancing the two between your 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 belief in, in God and, and believing that Jesus is the Son of God and died for your sins and mm-hmm. the, the the Christian theology in which you believe, but also the spiritual world and realm in which you're discovering now. So <laughs> 
I think that it's important to acknowledge that when you're talking about religion, right, you're looking through a specific lens. And just like a camera, sometimes you have cameras with a tighter shot and then you have cameras with a wider lens, right? And I think that I'm still on the Christianity lens. I just have a wider lens now. So it just encompasses more. But I do understand that when you're being introduced to spirituality, you need to kind of have a, not a limited picture, but you just need to be presented with so much information so that you can grasp it. And then from there, you can move on. But the foundation does need to be built. And so I do feel comfortable moving through the realm of spirituality, knowing that my foundation is firmly in place. There is no shaking that. And I also know that no one has the right to tell you you are are, are not a good enough Christian. Because that's like directly in, uh, in conflict with what God says. And also, if you really think about religion and specifically what we believe, we believe that Jesus died and then rose from the dead three days later. I feel like if you can believe in that, if you can believe that a man died for your sins, was dead for three days, and then came back to life, then ascended to heaven and was like, I'll be back later for you, then you can believe that you had a past life. That's how I feel. Like there's just, there's just no reason to be so limited about it all. There's just no reason. So, and I, again, I know that I am safe and I am loved and God gives you the journey that he gives you for a reason. So there is, I don't think it's a coincidence that I'm very curious about this all or that I have the gifts that I have or, you know, there's no coincidence about that. This all It's all ordained by the good Lord. <laughs> and it's been interesting being the husband, a part of this journey. I am not as open and free as Joy is right now. But as I said earlier in the show, I am open to a lot of ideas. I, I don't shut down many ideas because this world is very complex. Mm-hmm. And there, I do believe in souls and believe that there are planes that that we are not experiencing or we're not privy to seeing because of our human experience Mm -hmm. there's too much that happens in the world that can't be explained and i've i've just i've learned that through my short 28 years of life but also through older conversations with people who've experienced and and said things that that make you you know scratch your head and 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 realize that there's more to what we there's more to the world than what we actually see so it's been Interesting, you know, being along this journey, but what I've appreciated by Joy, and you know, yes, she comes home and she's been talking nonstop for the last 24 hours yes. about this past life regress, and I'm sure it's going to be nonstop for the next 28 weeks. If you visited yourself in another life, you wouldn't <laughs> be talking about it for a while. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying you won't, but it's what I've appreciated is being able to share. And being able to share her point, but not saying, okay, like now you have to do it. You know, she's like, oh, you need to go to a medium. You need to go to a past life regression. I remember her asking, and I said, look, Joy, I appreciate your ass. This is your only ass that you're going to get. I'll let you know yeah. when I'm interested in, in going. Yeah, I said, would you want to go? Yeah. But it, it's, it's fun to watch someone walk in walk into a new area of, of interest and mm-hmm. really dive into that. You know, again, purpose is, is what 
I'm all about right now and, and walking and living and being our best selves. And this could be Joy walking into her purpose. We don't know. And it would be wrong of me to dissuade her from doing it because spirituality makes people uncomfortable and you can look and say, oh, you're a little strange. I mean, I have my moments where I'm like, ah, <laughs> uh, this is a little out there, but I, I don't. You thought I was strange before all correct. this. But yeah. It's like, yeah, there's a, li- there's a strangeness to it, but I don't doubt what you're saying is untrue. And that I, I don't have it's that. It, it's, excuse, yeah, exactly. I, I don't doubt that you're making you're making this up. And but it, it when you're not there, I couldn't make this up. When you're not, I when, genuinely couldn't. When you're not in the same place, you're just like, okay, well, cool. But you know, you may not be, but you kind of are because you say a lot of things that because I've done some research now, I know. But you're pretty, you're more connected than you think you are. Oh, I, I don't I don't yeah. doubt that. Again, that's you say right. stuff, and I'm like, oh, even down to when you said, my, I think my soul knew yours when we first yes. met. You said that. You said that. I did not say that. Which sounds like very cute and mushy, but like I think it did too. I think you were like, oh hey, no, let's I, pick this back up where we left off. Again, as I died. as I said, I am I am open to a, a lot of things. I I don't believe in, in limiting beliefs, and I do religion has has caused a lot of limiting beliefs for a lot of people, which has in turn led to a lot of the chaos of the world. Yeah. I, I truly do believe in that. And those who, I don't blame actual religion. No, I, don't, I, I don't, think it's the people behind of it. Of course, yeah. but they're going to point to the limiting beliefs that, right. that keep you there. Okay, well, this yeah. is what I believe. And when, when you remain ignorant, that is one of the greatest threats to any society is ignorance. Yeah. And when... You, when you when you talk about again the, the the spiritual world, it is you have to break free of your limitations if you grew up in a secular household or with secular secular beliefs. You're like, okay, well, this is this is new to me. And like I said again, I'm I'm open to it all because there there is a lot of this world mm-hmm. that I cannot explain, and I know that no one can. And actually, a lot of times people do try to explain it. Uh, logically well there's a logical explanation for this and some things are yes there's a logical explanation but the logical explanation is a very spiritual even just basic intuition where you know people didn't go somewhere someday because they kind of felt funny about it or decided to take a different way to work or whatever and because they did that they survived some crazy thing that's all spiritual all of it yeah, there, there's, there's more to this world, and whether you're a believer or a non-believer, uh, I always say you know, there, there are people who say, "Oh, how do you believe in in God?" And you believe that Jesus came to Earth and and died and rose again, and you know through Him you will have eternal life. I totally believe and, and, and that. And they say, "Oh, that's <laughs> totally. crazy." And then I, I always counter with, "I was like, well, well, you also believe that a big explosion happened and everything works." perfectly well like like the ecosystem like two rocks collided and and then then, boom yeah we have formed this perfect system that's equally as crazy like you guys you understand that too right so when when you understand and realize that we all have different beliefs and how we get there it's okay that that's the beauty about being human and having free will and and ability to to think and be conscious of is, is you form your own ideas but know that both things, when looked at individually, are, are kind of crazy. But I'm okay, and I believe in my crazy, and, and, I'm, and I don't have mm-hmm. an issue believing in that crazy. But also understand that people are entitled to believe in their crazy, too. Mm-hmm. And we label it as crazy because it's something that we don't A, believe in, it's or B, we yeah. don't understand. 
So you just, to me, I, I'm, I prefer to live in a, a judge-free zone. I do think yeah. it is important to keep yourself spiritually sound mm-hmm. and you know, not engage with individuals who are looking to bring evil mm-hmm. to your spirit, mm-hmm. <laughs> however you, you want to define that. Yeah, uh, I think I it is, it is yeah. important to, to make sure that you're keeping positive, like spiritual energy around you. Mm-hmm. And if you are a believer, having other believers around you as well. Yeah. No, I agree with that. And on a final note in reference to making sure you're surrounding yourself with good, positive energy and people who can help fulfill you, it's also important to limit the, the negative energy. I was in a group chat with some friends, and they were saying venting is you know, their, one of their coping methods. And I said it's important to vent, but it's also important they're, they're understanding there's a thin line between venting and complaining and making sure that those vent sessions don't turn into complaints because if we are constantly operating with complaints, we are manifesting negativity. And mm-hmm. the more negativity we manifest, the more negativity that's going to persist in our life. So yes, I don't believe in holding on to that negativity. You do need to release it. As I've said with journaling and just going out and talking through things, it helps to be able to release it. But let's make sure we don't harp on all of that negativity because we are just not going to allow ourselves the growth that we need to experience all the amazingness that life has to offer. See, that's spiritual. It's real spiritual. <laughs> that's spiritual. Yeah, I feel you though, because I think the capacity for dealing with negativity for me too now is just at an all-time low. I just don't want it. And it doesn't mean that I can't be a support system for a friend who's having a hard time or anything like that. It just means that if all you're going to do is, is complain, if all you're going to do is sit in a bad situation and not attempt to fix it, I would like to not be a part of that conversation anymore. We have a couple times to talk about it, of course, and I do understand that some conversation or some issues are a constant. But at the end of the day, your life is a result of what you pay attention to. And it's hard or it's easy to say that when things are all good. I do understand that. But even when things are bad. It's the same. If you're just paying attention to what is wrong all the time, all you're going to be thinking about is what is wrong all the time. You're not going to enjoy all the wonderful things in your life. Somebody said the other day, like, oh, things are really bad right now. I said, yeah, but things are also really good. We had a really good year last year. Like the country had a very difficult year. We, (laughs) nobody is, is, in denial about that. But on a personal level, I know so many people who had their best year yet. So, and I also want to say that a lot of positive things have come out of this presidency. Am I happy that this person is the president at the end of the day? Not really. Could we have had somebody that was, you know, really cool (laughs) in office and going to be helpful to society in a positive way? Absolutely. But I do want to say that 45 has acted as a catalyst for a lot of conversations that needed to be had and for a lot of dirt that needed to be dug up. So there is still a positive in that situation. So if you can kind of switch your perspective, even on that front, it would help. Well, look at look at my current situation. It's very easy to look at a layoff as a negative thing when a the leading income in a house gets taken away. And the first thing you want to do is panic and react and say, oh, my gosh, what I'm going to do instead of panicking and putting myself under stress. I'm going to look at it and say, thank you for the opportunity. And now I'm going to work towards something that I want to do. And that's the choice I have made. Instead of wallowing in my pity, 
I have chose to take this negative situation, which I don't think is negative at all. It, it's, mm. it, it can be from a financial perspective. Yeah, it yeah. can be perceived as a negative thing, but I'm not viewing it as negative. No. I'm viewing it as a positive change and an opportunity, opportunity for me to actually do something better than I was doing before. As I like to say, gratitude and guidance. View everything in your life as guidance towards your highest good and be grateful for it. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Married Millennials. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review if you have not done that as well. And of course, let's keep the conversation going online. You can head over to our website, lovejays.com, and you will see all of our social media icons right there at the top of the page. Thanks again, and we'll see you next Tuesday.